You are listening to the Uncommon Truth Podcast, produced by the Father's House Church in Oroville, California. I'm Luke, and we created this podcast because we want to explore Christianity the way that Jesus intended it to be. If you're interested in joining us on this journey, make sure you subscribe to this podcast, or for more resources, check out changeoroville.org. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. I am with Steve and Vicky Orsillo. Hey, guys. Hey. How you so doing, good Luke? Good to be here, man. It is Christmas time here at the Father's house. Oh, uh, yeah. Last night for us, we kicked off night one of the Lights of Hope. It was phenomenal. It was so exceptional. You cannot miss the Lights of Hope if you're anywhere near the North State. It's, it is absolutely magical. We uh, have been talking to this about talking to this with you guys for a couple weeks now yes. about Lights of Hope, our Christmas light walk, and we get to Hope, our Christmas assistance program, and now we're right in the middle of it, and we're really excited. With you know, we really are excited. Yeah, we are. It, uh, last night was a kickoff, like you said, and um, it it just, we really um, made Jesus out there this year, just really, um, we have a scavenger hunt where the kids try to find He's these visible. these characters from um, the, the, the Christmas story, and they're walking around, and they're saying the name of Jesus. Yeah, some people may not quite understand why a Christmas light walk is something that we're investing our time into but our heart really is to create a space where the community comes and we can bless the community and also use an opportunity to share the gospel and i'm really looking forward to seeing what jesus is going to do with our time and our energy and our investment and yeah he is the light of the world jesus is the light of the world isn't he and um it, it is last year if you don't know we we um did the lights lights of hope last christmas because of covid and this was spectacular. In 23 nights, or 22 nights, I think, we had 18,000 people mm-hmm. attend the Lights of Hope. Wow. So, I mean, where do you get to to just love on 18,000 people? Yeah. Such a privilege. On a slightly funny note, we've had two news teams come out for the Lights of Hope. Correct. And both of them have given very uh, incorrect information, which Correct. has been quite funny. We had our first news crew tell everybody that our opening hours were 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Correct. For a Christmas light show, which you cannot yeah. see in the daylight so yeah. that that's and they were from, they were not from Morville. no no and then our, our second one changed the name of the church yes our church is now what's called lights of hope lights of hope lights church. Of hope church which i like it yeah so it, we're it's fine so it's a father's house or the lights of hope church yeah. right so contrary to the news media um you can join us uh thursday nights through sunday night uh at 5 p.m onwards out at the property and come see our lights. and show. you get all the times on uh um just change Change, change org. Yep, or Google Lights. That's what hope. he just said is changeoroville.org. Yes, yes I can spell go. it out for you if you'd like. <laughs> I might need it. <laughs> so we are still in season four, which is our, uh, you know, it's probably going to be a shorter season than normal, but we want, I really felt passionate about doing this season through the uh, letters of Jesus to the churches in Revelation, and we have done three already. We talked about... Um, no, we haven't. We've done two already. Wow, I can't even count. We talked about Ephesus and Smyrna, and we're jo- doing the third one today, uh, which is Pergamum. And we've been having a really good time. We've been experiencing the... I've been experiencing the presence of God as we've been reading them, just looking at the the uh, risen Jesus, the glorified Jesus. And this one is uh, another great letter, which I think we can continue to learn from today. So I'm going to read it, and we'll go from there. Uh this is Jesus speaking, and he says... And where, are you, where are you at? This is Revelation 2, verse 12, 12 onwards. Thank you. So, uh, 
And to the angel of the church in Pergamum write, The one who has the sharp two-edged sword says this, I know where you dwell, where Satan's throne is, and you hold fast to my name, and did not deny my faith, even in the days of Antipas, my witness, my faithful one, who has killed among you, where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you, because you have there some who hold the teaching of Balaam, who kept teaching Balak to put a stumbling block before the sons of Israel, to eat things sacrificed to idols, and to commit acts of immorality. So you have also have some who in the same way hold to the teaching of the Nicolaitans. Therefore repent, or else I am coming to you quickly, and I will make war against them with the sword of my mouth. Wow. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, to him I will give some of the hidden manna, and I will give him a white stone and a new name written on the stone, which no one knows but he who receives Jesus. it. Jesus. Powerful words. Yeah, wow. they really are. What what's your take, Steve? Well, it's maybe the most apropos message for today's Christian: the teachings of Balaam and Balak and Nic- and, and and Nicholas. All three of them were just and they were um, Gnostic teachers that had special knowledge. Is that, what, is that what Gnostic means? Gnostic means. Um, uh, I know knowing. to know, know. Mm-hmm. and um, agnostic means to not know mm-hmm. to not be sure but to have, be agnostic means you know something different that you know it and they what they claim was this was revealed to them in the spirit but Jesus says I'm going to come against you with the sword of my mouth which the sword of the Lord is the word of God and he's not going to come against them with a book that doesn't even exist when he said this. He's going to come against him with the words that contain that book, the, uh-huh. the book that can, the words that are contained in that book Good. and the words he spoke when he was on earth. Yeah. What he taught us, he's in one place in John, he says that my words will judge you. Mm. Another one, my words will cause you to last forever. Yeah. They, they, they will last forever. So if you eat what you drink my words, you're going to last forever. You know, you have eternal life. And this Balaam guy was teaching that sin didn't hurt you as long as you profited in some way. Mm. And um, so, so if it's okay to go to the, let's say the the temple prostitute, you know, the temple, Mm -hmm. and sit with them and act like them to try to sell them your goods Mm. because that's where the market is. Wow! And you can go sell your goods there. And pretend you can drink with them and have sex with the prostitutes and act like uh-huh. one of them so you can sell them stuff. And those sins won't hurt you because they were for profit. Wow. They were for, for advancing your life, for wow. making you not have to rely on everybody else. Hmm. And in their day, you know, wealth was so much more important because if you weren't wealthy, you were suffering. Yeah. And life was hard for the wealthy, but life was unbearable for the unwealthy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to come up with a philosophy that says, you know, you have to give everything away to the poor. You you have to give to any man that asks of wow. you. That doesn't necessarily bring very happy thoughts well. for the from people, you know. But you come and say, hey, you can pursue your riches. You can pursue profit. And you can even, you know, you don't have to act like that. You can act like them, and it's okay. It will have no effect on you as long as you... Um, make profit yeah. and you pro- progress in your life 
And we have that very thing today where people actually say, there's your Jesus life and then there's your real life. Mm -hmm. And that's just not Jesus. He says something completely different. He says, I'm going to come at you with the words of my mouth. My words are going to judge you. My words are going to cause you to not receive eternal life. He said in one letter, not be saved. Mm -hmm. Not. And in another, he says, if you do these things, you'll receive eternal life. These guys, he says, I'll give you the white stone. And um, I believe the white stone is, is, signifies redemption. Yeah. I will redeem you. Meaning you've blown it. You've kind of gone along with Nicholas. You've kind of gone along with Balaam. He's following Balak. And you're all preaching this thing that's just going to destroy faith. He said, you know, some of you held fast even when Antipas was killed. Yeah. But some of you are still following this guy. And you're letting it happen in your midst. You're, you're letting the moral, immoral brother come in and pervert people in the midst of your congregation. And so he, he both blesses the ones that are doing it right, mm -hmm. but he's telling them too, you can't tolerate this. I'm going to come with my words, and I'm going to whatever he's – I lost what he said. I will make war against them. I will make war against them with my words. Yeah. Sword of my mouth. And, yeah. if he, and if he makes war with the sword of his mouth, I think in one place he said that thing's a flaming fire. Mm. And it's not, not necessarily meant to be, I'm going to bless you with my flaming swords. He's going to make war with you yeah. with his flaming sword. And so you want to be on the right side of that battle. Like, what side are you on? I'm on Jesus' side. <laughs> and I'm side. not going to believe that a little sin is, is okay as long as I make wow. profit, mm -hmm. as long as I enjoy it. Wow. I'm going to say it does affect my soul, and I want to be on the side of the words of Jesus Christ, and I want to be in line to pick up the stone, the redemption mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ. That's really good. The white stone of redemption is what I call it. It's just a beautiful picture of this white stone who's, with a name written on it that only you know when you receive the stone. Wow. You're, probably special. your heavenly name. I yeah. don't know. Something that we want to find out, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah, it says, which no one knows yeah. but he who receives it. Yeah. yeah the so very last thing. And so I don't receive it till then. Yeah. Right. Right. If I make it there, he's going to give me this white stone, and, you know, I'm going to receive it yeah. then, and then I'll know the name is written on it. Right. And, um, I mean, we could speculate, but I just want the stone. Oh, yeah, I just want to find, make sure we can get there to find out, right? I don't want him making war on me. No. I'd rather not. I think I think what Steve says is so relevant, right, because it's so re pertinent and relevant for today's church is that we just really want to um, be, have special knowing. Mm -hmm. A lot of us have just, in my opinion, make the gospel speak to whatever mm -hmm. they want them to speak it to. Um, and when you read Jesus in context, it's like, I don't think I want to do that. Right. And this is really quite a warning to people who think they know it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, to me, the older I get, the more I don't know really God. I mean, I'm, I'm, I know I have more knowledge, but he's so incredibly confusing and deep you know, um, who is like God. I don't know. There isn't. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for me, I, I, it's just becoming more and more revelatory, but yet it really, I realize how much I don't know mm -hmm. about the character of God and who That's he good. is. And so for these, these warnings I, for the last, you know, three, whatever, three weeks we've been studying them, it just makes me not want to meet him like this. Mm -hmm. I am looking at myself as that I want to be the one who's never lost their first love, yeah. who doesn't believe the Nicolaitans, who does not uh, live where Satan dwells. Yeah. I mean, twice he said, "Living where you know you're where Satan dwells." Right. Well, what the heck does that mean? I, I mean, my from what mm -hmm. I've done reading about it, it's kind of like the 
Pergamum as a city, as a place, was yes. known for its immorality, immorality and the stuff. Like so he's, Sodom and Gomorrah. So he's saying, like, I know you're there in the middle of Satan's people, yet you did not deny my name. Which I suppose for many of us, you know, is, is, is relevant, right? It's the, England. You know, yeah, it's where many cities, many places are yeah. right. filled with this. You know, Satan dwells there, and who will we be in the midst of? And it seems like it that. seems like to me that Satan is now really out there, kind of really. He's not undercover anymore. Mm-hmm. And in America, I can only speak for America, California, America. Mm-hmm. He seems like he's very bold, mm-hmm. like where he dwells. So, um, you know, what do you think about that? Well, I think that this is a lot. There's a lot in this that should make a Christians who just allow whatever goes on in their church to just go on in their church. What do you mean? Um, Paul is really clear about it. He says, "Have nothing to do with the immoral brother." Or, and he says he he says some pretty strong things. Yeah. When he says um, he follows it with, "I'm not talking about those in outside the church. Right. I'm talking about those inside the church. You're believers. supposed to act this way towards people who claim to be believers but continue to pervert the faith." Mm-hmm. Wow. Jesus commends them that they did not lose their faith, and he called it his faith. You did not lose my faith. Wow. And um. It's like, you did not deny my faith, I think he said. And mm-hmm. it's his faith in us that's, that he's talking about. And, and Paul the Apostle was describing it as men, we just tolerate sin in our church, and we just tolerate people who practice sin, and we don't challenge them to say, this isn't right, this isn't good. Wow. And we let them go out and represent us. They go and they, 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 they stand up as though they are one of us when they don't. They live, they live like these guys, like Balaam who thinks that sin doesn't affect his life. Well, what do young people then have to choose? Well, he lives his Christian life, and he's apparently blessed, and he gets to do those things, and this guy doesn't get to do any of those things, and he's apparently blessed. But So if you can be blessed either way, what do you choose? Profit, immorality, uh, the satisfaction of the flesh. And I think this this Pergamum letter is so clear in that they... This I have against you is that you tolerate people in your church who live like this. Mm -hmm. And so you make it look like you're a church of people following Jesus doing these things. Yeah. And what he's saying is don't do these things and get and correct yourself. And I will give you the white stone of redemption. And look at that word he uses. He says, um, he who overcomes. Yeah. It's not. I don't understand. If you if you're saved when you believe and these people are already a church, right. what is it they need to overcome? Right. Well, yeah, it's good. What what are they working for? What yeah. are they going towards? They have to overcome to the end. Right. And Jesus says it again and again, and just here he says it again. Yeah. To him who overcomes, I will give yeah. the white stone of redemption. Yeah. And allow him to live and eat in the garden of from the tree of life in the garden of God and to wear the name. Yeah. You know? And uh it's there's so many blessings and so many offers here to us who live right. But it's not okay just to live right and then let people who claim to believe live wrong amongst us. Mm-hmm. We have to distance ourselves from it. And I, I'm sorry to say that, but that's what he's saying. All I'm doing is saying what he's saying, and I'm sure that's not going to be very happy, happy reception. <laughs> I was thinking about that with the, the, the sort of overcoming or the, you know, the... Uh, we're saved, but we're also being saved, and we will be saved. That whole kind of now and not yet thing. And yeah. recently, uh, the Holy Spirit just gave me a picture of like, I imagine that I was uh, in a like a 
in the middle of an ocean I needed to be rescued, right? Like, a, a lifeboat came to get me. Like, I might be in the boat, but I'm not arrived back on the shore yet. And it's kind of like our salvation's almost like that. We're in the boat with him. But if we jump out of the boat, then... That's good. I'm back in I'm back in the waves. I'm not I've not got to my destination yet, and I I think sometimes we think just because we're in the boat, we now no longer have any capacity to get back in the waves, right? We get lost again, and we start thinking, oh, I can now I can just swim, but but you're not, and, <laughs> what, you and, know. And the thing is, is that overcome word. I think it's yeah. how many times in the last um, you know since we started even the uncommon truth has that word prevailed? How mm-hmm. are or been we've had this word overcome and i think we gloss over it as christians because overcoming means that work out your salvation with fear and trembling mm-hmm. it means keep going keep running don't stop yeah. the running the race um you know it's like i don't understand some philosophies because as i read the words of jesus it's such a testimony of overcoming and working out your salvation and keep moving and and you know faith without works is dead and you know it's it's so much in jesus's words mm-hmm that say you got to keep moving you got to keep running you got to can't really rest on your laurels because you love him because of the great the great um sacrifice that he did for me i deserve the beatings i deserve the scourging i deserve hell and he came and did it for me and i'm i never want to stop being grateful and i mean i just think as i as i've been reading these these um revelation um scriptures i'm like I just don't want to be the one that said you've lost your free. You did everything right. Mm-hmm. You know, you did everything right, but you lost your first love. Yeah. So, or, or, you know, the one's coming up that's luke, lukewarm. And I'm lukewarm, just yeah. Spit La- you out Lady of my C. mouth. Coming soon, yeah. And it's like, I just don't want to be that as my life direction guide and litmus test is that I just, I've been thinking about it a lot. I just don't want to be that. I want to, I want to hear him say, well, well done, good and faithful child. Yeah. And it's 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 what yeah. it's the gas in my engine. Yeah, I um, I was noticing the little sentence that says it at the end of each of them as well, where he says, uh, "No, I can't find it." Oh, to him who has an ear, <laughs> let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Like I, I feel like sometimes we read these and we're like, "Oh, well, he wrote them to this this <laughs> one place and this one church at this one time." Pergamum, you know, Pergamum, yeah. or we've done Smyrna and Ephesus, and it's like, no, wait, like he doesn't just say if you're from. Pergamum, listen to this. It's like to who, whoever has an ear, right? It's relevant to really good. all of us. And we can't just say, well, that was just for them or that was just for no. those people. Like, um, I think it's often we do that. We think something maybe just doesn't apply to us anymore and we, we leave scripture and history or this meant this or they really meant that and we apply our own sort of ways to it to excuse ourselves from it, right? And Yeah, and he, he talks, he's talking to believers before yeah. the sons of Israel. So... It's the sons of Israel. It's the whole country. It's a whole. Yep. It's a whole religion, right? So it is. It, you, we need to be careful that we don't just say, "Oh, that was then." Mm-hmm. No, I believe that the whole New Testament is to us now, mm-hmm. to believers, and it's such a warning to believers, especially, and non unbelievers. But they're not reading it, and it's like it's just a manual of how to live when you read it the way Jesus said it. Yeah. Yeah. We can't discount his words um so there's something he says it's i think this might be particular to uh the translation that we're in the nsab but i I think it's really important to highlight is uh in verse 13 he says um you know i I know where you dwell where satan's throne is and you hold fast to my name and you did not deny my faith even in the days of antipas 
my witness, my faithful one. There's this like ownership of Jesus of it's, you know, it's his name, it's his faith, it's his witness, his faithful one. Like often we want it to be our faith and our ways and our stuff. And, you know, um, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but just to highlight that point, like we, we believe his, his faith and his ways, you know, like not, not our own. And, and Vicky, you, you often say it, but just to highlight it again of the importance of understanding faith as Jesus dictates it. Steve, can you talk to that a little bit? Just like we have to, it's not our interpretation, right? It's no, it's his faith. It's, He's teaching us, you know, he's saying your faith has made you well to people. He's trying to highlight the fact that faith is super important. Mm -hmm. Today, we don't want to believe that faith without works is dead, but that's what James says about faith. We don't want to believe that, you know, it depends on your faith, and yet Jesus said over and over, your faith has made you well. Your faith has healed you. Because of your faith, you're doing this. And he says here, you have not denied my Mm. faith. Right. And I think that, the whole idea is that faith in Jesus Christ is allowing Jesus to be Jesus hmm. in your life. And it's the same thing I say all the time. It's he moves in to the house. It's good. And it's his, it's now his house, his rules. Hmm. Before that, it was my house, my rules and my, my ways and how I want it. And quite often, most of us don't really like the way we made it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I know here at the Father's house, hardly anyone ever walks in the door that likes what they made of their own life, mm. right. what others made of their life, how their yeah. life was fashioned and formed, and the way they think about it. And I think that um, if we let our faith be fashioned and formed by the indwelling Spirit of God, by the fact that Jesus is Lord and his, he t- comes in, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, and the hope of glory is Jesus in me, then I think we're going to abdicate we're going to say okay i have been i've been in charge of this body and i'm Mm. right now surrendering to open the door invite you in and let you be the lord of my life my body my mind my soul my my mind will and emotions Mm. as it were and i'm going to let you take over the outcome of my life and he says okay this is good this body will operate great in orville this body over here will operate somewhere else and they're going to put you he's going to get you where you need to be because he's the driver now he hits the afterburners he hits Mm -hmm. the he hits he's the one that switches tanks to the reserves you know he's the one that keeps you going he's the one that mounts up with wings like an eagle and walks and doesn't grow weary Mm -hmm. that walk you know he's the one that supplies the energy when you have his faith in you when you let his faith operate through you people get healed when you let his faith operate through you, people hear the truth and respond to it. Yeah. They get born again in the name of the Lord. And it's like, this is a you know my faith. You held fast to my faith. You didn't let it get tarnished. You didn't let it become your version. Hmm. Nicholas on the Nicolaitans and Balaam yeah. and Balak, yep. they made it theirs hmm. and turned it into this is how I do it and turned it into that kind of faith. Wow. Whereas he's writing to the Pergamums, 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 Pergamites. I don't know, <laughs> Pergamominians, and um, he's telling them, you know, you've held fast, yeah. but this I have against you: you tolerate these people. Wow. And if you tolerate these people, many who hold fast to your faith mm-hmm. are going to see that it costs more than their faith, and even though it's not as effective. Their faith is not as effective. You're going to have people choose their way because it's more pleasurable, probably. Yeah. 
more, you know, they could get away with everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, people since time began have been trying to get away with everything. Make it easier. Yeah, you get your cake and eat it too or whatever <laughs> that's, however that saying goes. Yeah. You know, as it's, as what's dawning on me as you're saying that, Steve, is that um, all these churches, the street churches, they thought they were doing right in their own eyes. And he had a correction on every church. And it's it's like, why do I think that I'm just, you know, can just stop doing anything? Yeah. I could just live for me. Because these people, some were actually, you know, hey, you're doing really great. You're doing this, you're doing that. and But I have this against you. But I have this against I mean, he has something against every church. Yeah. Well, until the, we get to the... The Smyrnies were... Well, yeah, but <laughs> okay. I mean... But he did promise them that, that they were going to suffer. So he, he, has, <laughs> yeah. he had something to say. You know, but I mean, it's just it's just... I think sometimes I, and I'm talking about me, yep. there's an arrogance of belief because I asked Jesus into my life in 1979 that I've arrived We're somewhere to good. the shore. And I don't think we've arrived to the shore until yeah. we see him face to face. And that's when we can stop running. I think you run the race to completion. That's good. So you get, because no runner who runs the race um, and falls short of the of the goal line gets a prize. So, I mean, it's it's fascinating to me as I read every one of these that he starts, you know, like really nice about yeah. this or that or, or you know, you know, he, he, I mean, some not as nice, but um, there's a call to to change, and to grow, a call to call change higher, almost yeah. every person, yeah. and it's like, and uh, and I think he's very serious about that. He definitely is very serious. I mean, about it. with with Peter, he told him, "Get behind me, Satan." Yeah. I mean, you know, and and they they what they did, and you know, before they met the Holy Spirit, was you know they were kind of bumblers, and he corrected them pretty harshly. Go ahead, Steve. So in Numbers, there's a story of a time when God was telling the uh, Israelites that they weren't going to go into the promised land. Mm -hmm. And he says, because of your whoredom. Yeah. So whoredom means the use of prostitutes. Right. Isn't wow. It? it just means you 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 seek pleasure mm -hmm. with with people that aren't supposed to be your pleasure. Right. And it's not oh. just sex, but mm -hmm. it's but it's mostly means whoredom. Mm -hmm. I thought it was the H O A R D hoard. No, no, it's W H O R E D O. It makes a difference. Whoredom. And it's like and it's like because of your whoredom, you will not enter the promised land. You're not going to the mm -hmm. promise will not come to you. So then they wandered in the desert until they were all dead and their children entered the promised land. Even Moses didn't get to go. His was for a reason stated otherwise, you know, but the rest of them was their whoredom. Wow. So what is whoredom? The actual definition is when a man does what's right in his own eyes. Mm -hmm. And so it's so several things about that. It's you're the Lord of your own life. You do what's right in your eyes. It's selfishness. You do what you want to do, not what's right in God's eyes, and it's also selfishness in terms of it's for me, not, I'm not doing what's right for the crowd. Achan hung, hid gold under his tent. And, and it's the saddest thing about the story of Achan hiding gold under his tent is that the whole tribe walked by and, and then the whole family, mm -hmm. right down to Achan's family, the whole clan and then Achan's family. And they, Achan's family paid the price for Achan's whoredom. Wow. His decision to do what's right in his eyes cost his whole family. Right. The Israelites doing what's right in their eyes cost the whole the whole nation the promised land. Yeah. Mm. Their generation gets the promised land. Yeah. And so this when a man does what's right in his own eyes, what we're absolutely discussing here is when we develop a Christianity that's our making, we wow. become just like Judah Judas, who saw the guy raised from the dead, he saw the little girl raised from the dead. He saw the blind sea. He right. saw that all the miracles of, of, of feeding of every part of the ministry. Every part yeah. it says in Acts, he had yeah. a part of. And so we know he's a believer, wow. but he twists. 
his own way of thinking so what's good. right in his own eyes until he betrays Jesus. Yeah. He wow. sells Jesus down the road for 30, 30 pieces of silver. Now, people say he was born to that. He didn't have any choice. He's programmed. Well, I, I don't know that. We're going to find that out. Mm -hmm. That seems kind of harsh on Judas yeah. that one man is chosen for I, this. I think it's more like God sees the future and saw that this man was going to be selfish. Yeah. And he said, yeah, this guy's going to be selfish. Mm -hmm. But I, I, don't have to, I don't have to plant my flag on that belief one way or the other. Right, I just right. know that Judas betrayed Jesus and sold him to the Romans so that, in my opinion, again, J Judas would rise up or Jesus would rise up and overthrow the Romans because yeah. that's what Judas believed Jesus was going to do. Mm -hmm. Peter's out there in a field with Jesus in an orchard. And 600 soldiers roughly come up. A bunch of soldiers come yep. up, and Peter pulls a sword. <laughs> Jesus doesn't have a sword, and so Peter's going to go what fight it? these soldiers so <laughs> Jesus will rise up and perform his miracles and overthrow this army for him and start to be the, the Messiah they believed him to be and who they wanted him to be and who they chose and decided he is. Yeah. Wow. Jesus proved them all wrong. I am not that guy. Mm -hmm. You're not going to make me that guy. Put away your sword. Puts the ear back on the guy's <laughs> head that Peter cut off and gets and says, I'm going with you. Yeah. And nobody arrested Jesus. They all fell down on their rear ends. Mm -hmm. No one had any authority there but Jesus right. that day. It's going to be God's plan. Mm -hmm. It's going. He's going to fulfill his plan. And I really just want to follow along in it. I do not want to try to force his hand, try to get him to do what I want to do, Good. make him my Jesus for my purposes, make him my Lord to serve my wants and my needs and my government and my country and my family. And we are all the blessed ones. We're chosen, you know, none of that. I don't want any of that. I want to see where Jesus is going and follow him. Amen. I want to see what Jesus is doing and lend a hand. Wow. I want to hope he picks me. Pick me. Pick me. Yeah. Can I work for you? Can I follow you? Uh, well, it's a lot of work, son. I, I'm, I'm okay. I'll do my best. I'll do yeah. as much as I can. And, and I think that's really the most important part of this story is that this one group, they were really doing good, except they let the other group get away with murder and did nothing about it. They want, you know, we don't want to, it's not up to us. Well, it is up to you. This Jesus has against you yeah. that oh. you let the gospel be perverted. In your midst, and, yeah. and in this thing, when, you know, with, with clear back with the whoredom and all of the people doing what's right in their own eyes, that's what these guys were doing. We're doing what's right in our own eyes. We're, we're, it's okay to sin as long as you profit. Hmm. Ah, well, that's not the way of Jesus. That's not the Jesus way. He says, go and sin no more. My father in heaven is perfect. Be holy as he is holy. Wow. I mean, it's clear the call of God yeah. is that we intend to not sin. And if we have sin, we better make sure we're forgiven. Yeah. We better make sure that we are redeemed, mm -hmm. that the white stone of redemption is headed my way with a name on it that I don't even know mm -hmm. and don't get to know until he gives it to me. That's yeah. good. He, keep, he continues to, to raise the bar on the standard of Christianity. Even I kind of like the way he... <laughs> He starts this letter. He says, you know, I know where you dwell. I know you're in a difficult place where everyone's going the wrong way and you've really held fast to me, but... But, there's always big but. Yeah, like, and I, you know, I think about that often that we kind of <laughs> do the opposite to that. We say we go to the Lord and say, you know, I, you know, Lord, you know how hard it is to me because all these people are around here doing all these things and I kind of just fell into that, so I'm okay, right? Like, we, we want to bring it the bar down based on our circumstances and I, I, I'd like to just use the rest of our time really to talk about this idea of how do we hold fast to his name amidst 
being in the place where Satan dwells, where we see we see Christianity as a whole, not to judge it, but we you know we see things often in articles and news and stuff where people are watering down their faith because of their environment they're in. You know, I I know um, even in my, I've experienced that pressure myself at times to, when I'm around non-believers to want to fall into that to the crowd to blend in, not to stand out. You know, and it's how do we how do we do that? How do we hold fast to His name? <laughs> In the you know where Satan's throne is. Any thoughts? How do you Mickey? live in how do you live in yeah. a fallen world? Yeah. How do you be Jesus? How do you hold fast to His name in a fallen world? I, I don't know. I just for me for me number one and foremost is to know the Word of God, which is Jesus. To know what He says. To be corrected in what you believe. To follow some, a man of good man or woman of good fruit. But it's like really important to know the words of Jesus. And you know, and I I say this. 150 times in the last three years but it's really important to read Matthew Mark Luke and John in context and read it four times in a row without even just just read it because it's so illuminating when you when you understand that you're a Christian and he's Christ Mm -hmm. and he it's it's kind of like how it's almost like why would how would you learn Italian if you're not really following an Italian person Mm -hmm. reading Italian how do you become a Christian when you're not really reading the author of Christianity mm-hmm. when you don't even know what he says. So for me, if it doesn't measure up and I don't dismiss what he says because we're in 2021, almost 2022, I take it literally. I take his words literally and read them in context because it's so important. I'm going to do what Jesus says because we at the Father's house, me and Steve specifically, it's going to be like Jesus said. Mm-hmm. So I can excuse it away or because I want to do this or that. I just don't think that's going to be good for me. Yeah. I just think I want, to, I want to fashion my life on the words of Jesus Christ because he's the author and the finisher of my faith. He is the author of Christianity. Mm-hmm. He's the one that designed it. He's the one that lived it, and he's the one that died that's with good. it. I mean, it's knowing Jesus, just like Vicky said. you got to know his words. you got to know his wants. you got to know what, he, what he's asking. you got to get it boiled down. You really... When you go and you just listen to all the stuff in the wind, you get so crazy. confused. Mm-hmm. You don't really know what he wants. Yeah. This is 17 the different way, The only way teachers. to live where Satan dwells in a world that is so filthy and, and continually wash yourself is washing in the word of God, which the word of God I'm talking about is Jesus. Mm-hmm. The word become flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus. And so to know Holy Jesus, I, I haven't really had too many resistances to my faith, you know, mm-hmm. like challenges like, if you believe we're going to kill you, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And if you say you don't believe, we won't kill you. I haven't had too many challenges, anything, anything along that line. I haven't had to fear much in my life, and I can't imagine that I'd ever deny Jesus, but I don't want to brag like I wouldn't because I want, I want to humbly fall on the grace of God yeah. and say, Lord, if I'm ever put in a position that, you, that Peter and John and Paul were put in. Mm-hmm. I, I pray that I would be strong like them, and I pray yeah. that you'd be with me. But to know Jesus is to know that he would be with you. Mm-hmm. To not know him is to wonder and to fear that he wouldn't be with you. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is you have to know you're forgiven. Hmm. You have to know it. And if you don't know you're forgiven, then you haven't really believed in Jesus Christ and his mercy and grace. The law has come to us through Moses, but grace and truth through Jesus Christ. Um, It's just like this is what God's intention was, was to come to the earth and be grace and truth and forgive our sins. There are conditions. 
I can only be forgiven if I believe. I can only be forgiven if I forgive. forgive. I can only be not judged if I don't judge others and want them punished for their sins. And so it's so important if you want to live where Satan dwells and know that the white stone of redemption is coming your way. It will be yours and you will know the name written on it. And that, the, you know, it'll be granted to you to eat from the garden of God. I mean, it's just like from the tree that grows in the garden of God, I think is what it said. And I, I mean, it would be granted to you. If you want to know that's you, then you have to know you're forgiven. Yeah. And you have to intend Live to forgiven. never sin again. Wow. So that when you sin, uh, um, you repent. Now, the other day I was sitting watching some football game, and while this guy was cooking a field goal, my brain's thinking of something I'm going through. And I talk myself into, I'm just going to lie, and then we can just stop this thing. I'll just lie. Wow. It'll be over. And I don't have to worry about it anymore. I mean, the, it all happened in such a quick time that the ball's still flying on the, in, towards the goal. And about the time it crosses, I'm like, I am not going to lie wow. to stop trouble from happening in my life. I'm not going to lie to get, to get this difficult situation to go away. I mean, what the heck? That sounded like me in my head. I was conspiring that. Well, I didn't act upon those thoughts, but I still asked for forgiveness and said, Lord, how do you put up with me thinking like this? You know, and I threw myself at his feet. No, I'm and I know I'm forgiven. I didn't even act upon it, but I just the idea that those kinds of larcenous thoughts come in my brain. I came against it. And I think you have to know you're forgiven and you have to know that you intend to never sin against your intention. You'll be ready when it when the temptation comes, when the thought presses in. You're, you're ready. No, 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 I don't want to think that. I'm not going to think that. What I think is that I'm going to go through the valley of the shadow of death and he's going to be with me. Yeah. That's his nature. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow, you are with me. You know? It's, and, and when I lay down in green pastures, which is death, you are with me. And that's, I, 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 you need to know that. You have to believe that to be able to live where Satan dwells and stand the test of time. And when you meet people who have lived in a very, you know, litigious society, a very unbelieving world, a very dirty world when it comes to sin. I was asked today, why did Jesus get baptized? Because he lived in a dirty world. Mm -hmm. And it's like you live in a dirty world and it's getting all over you. And the only way you can stand firm in that dirty world is that you know Jesus. You know your sins are forgiven you. You know you don't want to sin again. And you just want to do whatever he wants. The last, you know that you work for him. And, and if he doesn't give you anything to do, you're on the bench waiting. And the minute he gives you something to do, you're ready and willing. You're going after it. I'm going to do what you want me to do. And I'm going to praise God that I get to work harder than anybody else. Amen. I get to spend more time than anybody That's else. Right. That's right. really good. So if I was a, a Christian and I found myself, you know, in a place, Wes Anne's throne is, as, you know, we said is most of probably the Western world right now. And I find myself struggling to hold fast to Jesus' name. I find myself sort of on the fence. Vacillating. What you know, we said read read the gospels, which is really good, but is there any other practical advice that somebody could start doing today that would maybe help them turn that ship around? Well, I think number one, number one, if they, you, you need to repent mm -hmm. and forgive yourself and forgive others and, and ask Jesus to be the Lord of your life yeah. because it's you're lukewarm. If mm -hmm. you're, you know, I think, I think you might be, and um, I think it's just and 
we seem to see great things with that is just stop at drop and roll you know um you're on fire um and not a good way and so i think i think it's really important that you just realize if you're being convicted right now that that that's you um and just the dirtiness of this world where satan dwells is just you've compromised it's yeah. like uh, i think he's faithful and just to forgive your sins so confess your sins one to another um i think that would be the f- number one first thing to do would you agree with that yep yeah, I think if you can come walk with us, come walk with us. Mm-hmm. Come do our school with us, yeah. and we'll show you how to live this way. Yeah. We'll show you an example of. But if you can't, then do the best you can and yeah. tune yeah. into yeah. us. Tune into our uh, join our SOT light on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. SOT SOT light, School of Transformation light, yeah. right here at the Father's House website, changeorgle.org. Yeah. And yeah. if you can't do that, if you, then then listen to these podcasts. Yeah. Join in and, and receive the teachings that we have. We have an uh, SOT on the move, School of Transformation on the move that you can mm-hmm. buy. Yeah. And you can go through this with a teacher who, who will give you assignments. Or you can do the unteacher one that, that just asks you questions. Yeah. And you can get, start learning how to walk with Jesus in a world that is dirty and put yourself in a position where you know you, you know Jesus, you know you're forgiven, you know that you are... Um, Oh, I forgot the third one. Saved? No, you've, you know you've forgiven. You know... You're with Jesus, set apart. You know Jesus. You know you're forgiven. You know that you're going to receive the prize. You and you're excited about getting to work for him. Wow. You're, you know you know that you qualify. You're, you keep walking with him. You're going to receive this mm-hmm. prize. And you know that you are going to work for him. And if he, no matter what he asks you, you're going to do it. Amen. And right. so... That, this is the kind of life we live, and it brings a joy. joy. It's a Christianity Freedom. that works. Mm-hmm. This place is full of people that will tell you, man, my Christianity didn't work to make me happy, and now I'm full of joy. I'm happy. Sure, I have struggles. He doesn't keep me out of the struggles, <laughs> but he goes with me in the struggles. Really and, you know, that's really, that's really the most important thing is to know he is with you in the midst of your struggles when you're living where Satan dwells. Yeah. That's good. It's really good. And just to close, I thought you might want to um, – on Sunday, you sang a song for us, and maybe you'd like to do the same. Oh, no. Word of God is like a little bitty seed. No, not that one. I was thinking I of, uh, follow, I decided to follow Jesus. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> I oh, I did I sang two songs. I didn't even, yeah. Do I have to? Well, I can think, you just tell us the story? Yeah, I sing it, but just tell, I think that story is um, pertinent. pertinent to the All right. message. I don't know the man's name, but he was in an a Indonesian type of island community in Pacific Island. And he was led to Jesus by some missionaries. And so then he began to become a prolific preacher. And the witch doctor type community began to really resist his Jesus movement amongst the people. And so they came and threatened him to stop preaching Jesus. And he said, I can't. I won't. So then they brought his wife and his two sons to him. And they said, if you don't stop, we're going to kill them. And he said, and this is where this song was born out of. It was born that day, and he said, I, he started singing in the Spirit. It's like the first Holy Spirit song that I've ever known the lyrics to, you know. He says, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. So apropos. 
So then they shot an arrow into his wife. And as she lay dying, they said, if you don't repent and stop proclaiming Jesus, proclaiming Jesus, I believe his name was Noxen. He's a Garo man, the tribe in, in, uh, in India, Assam, India. And this is where this, this, this song originated. And so then he uh, said no, and they shot his son, first son. And he's saying, I have decided to follow Jesus. And he sang it through. Hmm. And they said, as he watched his son dying, he was crying. And they said, deny Jesus. And he said, no. And they shot his second son. So his wife and both his sons are laying on the ground. And they're saying, deny Jesus. And he says, I won't deny Jesus. And they said, if you don't deny Jesus, we're going to kill you. Hmm. And he's saying, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. Man, so we uh, when you follow when you meet Jesus, there's no turning back yeah. to the world. You just go forward towards what He says you're supposed to do. Yeah, we wherever we find ourselves, whether it's yeah. where Satan dwells or in a country that loves Jesus, we have to just keep following Him. And and I honestly think wait, Satan, pretty much the prince of the air, dwells everywhere. Yeah, he does right now in 2021. Yeah. And we just need to make sure that we, as we said, it's it's His faith, His ways, His right and let's follow him and let's not look back so thank you again for tuning in this week we'll be uh back next week where we'll be looking at another church and we really appreciate it please um if you like this podcast if this has blessed you please share it with uh your friends and let's just we just want to spread the message of jesus and bring more people to uh, a living knowledge of who he is and a christianity that bears good fruit thanks again guys Amen. amen have a great day You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. You can tell us what you think about today's show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicki or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.